February 13th, 2020. This is episode 598 of the podcast. It is a pleasure to welcome actor Louis Kinchelmi onto this episode. He's been in my periphery for a number of years back in, oh, I don't know, what was it, uh, 2012. I think he actually it was already in a, several films I had seen already, but in 2012, I remember just noticing him in Gaby, Jonathan Lasecki's comedy. And uh, since then, he's he's definitely been somebody who I've I've uh, been checking out, interested in talking to for many years, almost since uh, I started this podcast. But if you look further back, he was in a number of other indie films that uh, were in my orbit, including Sophia to Calls Green in 2011, as well as uh, Lawrence Michael Levine's Gabby on the Roof in July. I already mentioned Gaby, and then he started to uh, get noticed. Not surprisingly, based on his talent and his unique style and his unique look, uh, he was in several episodes of the HBO series Boardwalk Empire. Uh, from there, he's been in the, done a lot of television, as well as uh, more indies. In 2017, he was in my friend Laura Terusso's film, Fits and Starts. And uh, most recently, he was in Inez and Doug and Kira, which we covered. We had on several cast members and the director of that film, uh, Julia Cotts. We had that uh, last fall when, when we caught up with them in Woodstock. I, I should also mention he was in a bunch of episodes of the show Billions. And now... I think he's really hit his stride. Besides being in the movie 21 Bridges, which is uh, recent, he also has a substantial role as Sally Bugs in Martin Scorsese's The Irishman in a very, very memorable and notable performance, Sally Bugs. And so, um, I don't know, I, I've given you a lot of his credits here, but he's also just a fabulous guy. And um, he comes from an uh, acting family, I believe his sister is an actor and his wife I think is an actor she comes from uh, an acting family as well I was invited up to his home uh, just north of the city and uh, we sat in his I guess study and uh, we chatted and it was great I, I sort of asked all the questions I thought a fan might want to hear about what it's like to get cast in and uh, Martin Scorsese what a break you know just to be cast in a Martin Scorsese film when you are a rising actor, I mean, almost any actor would have sold their soul practically just to, to get that role. And here it is. What a break. So it was very interesting to talk to somebody who is on the cusp of potentially so much because he has this amazing role in uh, The Irishman. So this is a, a conversation about that and much more. Here it is now. This is... Uh, my conversation with the actor Louis Kinchelmi, here only on Film Wax Radio. I hear you paint houses. You're a gun for hire. I hear you paint houses down to the wire. I hear I'll keep talking. Beautiful. Now. You That's, sound great. All right, good. 
Good. So we are here in your home at 29... I'm kidding around. <laughs> that was a very strange thing he did. <laughs> we send checks too. <laughs> the idea was that we we're going to come up here to your town, mm -hmm. and then my, me and Jacob, and then we were going to go to see the, a movie afterwards, because I did a little research. I found there, oh, nearby there's this big theater. It'd be a fun way to get out of the city for the afternoon. And then um, it didn't happen that exactly that way, but it was a nice thought. It was a nice thought. <laughs> but this was a nice trip. I always like, as many times as I've heard about this town, I've never been here. No. And it's so accessible, so close. Yeah, yeah. No, I've see, been to that well-known town, I guess, south. <laughs> just south of here. <laughs> it's a kind of historic <laughs> town. Uh, yeah, they're both historic in their way. They, it's very true. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a... Very nice. It was nice of you to invite me out here. To, I'm glad you could be here. Yeah, because I guess it wasn't so simple to arrange. No, well, just you, yeah. With all the with, you have with, a, with all the the chillings running yeah. around. <laughs> you have a lot of those. Yeah. Uh, so just to set things up a little bit, so we are outside of the city in in your in your in your house. Yeah. And it was a, it was fun to come to come up here because it's just the right amount of time. It's like you're in the car and it's fun to get with the anticipation of getting to this town <laughs> to get to visit you. And then before you know it, you're here. You don't get bored of the trip because it, it's just like yeah. oh, I have that excitement. And then three hours later, right? You need to stop <laughs> twice get... to go to the bathroom. Exactly. Because I have friends that they were in Ithaca, New York, and uh, I would go up there at least once a season. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just That's a little, too, it's just too long. Yeah. And it's not on the way to somewhere else. Right. It's, it's, you go into Ithaca because you got to go to Ithaca. It's not like, oh, let me stop half, you know. But this is, this is different. Anyway, um, I'm going to set it up a little bit. I remember you very distinctly because you have a, you have a distinctive look. Of course, you know that. And you have a distinctive style, I think. Hope so. Yeah, you do. And I remember it was Gaby. Because I got to know John, oh, I knew oh, Jonathan yeah, yeah, Lasecki, yeah. who was like one of my first guests on this podcast years and years ago. And um, uh, that whole number of people from that film came on. And uh, and I just thought, oh, that guy's kind of interesting. And then I, whenever I would see you pop up somewhere, I would say, oh. And then I saw you, uh, I think we ran into each other once or twice. Yeah, yeah, maybe a festival screening or something. Something or, like that, yeah. yeah. And uh, once on the subway, I do remember that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was like on the when you were probably still living in. Right, right, yeah. We can yeah. say where you were. Yeah, living, yeah, Brooklyn, yeah. In Brooklyn, rather. Yeah. And uh, I think we were like on the F or something like that. Yeah, yeah, for and, sure. Uh, flying for a long time <laughs> yeah. in my life. And so, uh, and I just said, I'm going to say hi because uh, I did remember you from that and a couple of other projects. Yeah. But more recently, right before the big one, the big film, which we'll talk about, but uh, I saw you in this. Uh, at I was up at Woodstock and I saw you in. Uh, uh, in a supporting role. Oh yeah, uh, uh, Inez, in in in, uh, in I want to make sure I get, Inez and Doug and Kira. Right. So you were playing a less than likable. <laughs> less than likable. <laughs> well, well, I haven't seen that, that movie. I haven't not... seen the movie yet. Oh, oh yeah, no, I, I remember it's being really good. A, yeah, I remember having to be a, a jerk. Yeah. I mean, you were dating somebody. Your your character worked with and dated, right? This woman, right? Yeah, you, I was. Your lawyers. I, it was a. It was a. I mean, this is a while ago now. You should. Yeah. This, I think we it must have been th at least three years ago. We shot it, I think. Yeah. And uh, I might have. Wow. I might have been on it for two days. Sure. Um, no, no. It's. it's and, just, uh, right. and I, 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 if I recall, my character was. A, it was actually kind of a flashback to the. To, to sort of what her previous relationship had, right? Like, 
well, the character <laughs> explaining something about her right. by uh, showing how, what a uh, yeah. jerk she'd been. Well, she, she, it's no spoiler to say that this character has committed suicide mm-hmm. and left a note. Mm-hmm. Or not left a note. That's the whole premise. Right. So there's, there's no clue as to why she committed suicide. Right. So it's mostly in flashback because they're right. trying to all figure out why this person who they love right. has decided to take her life. Right. And so you're part of the story, right. uh, not necessarily the cause of that. But... Um, but you kind of contributed in your way. Yeah. <laughs> good movie. Michael Chernus. Yeah. It? He's very good. Yeah. And uh, I had on Julia Cotts, who was director. Yeah. And I had on Michael uh, Chernus. And I had on Tawny Cypress, who plays, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, the lead. Yeah. Inez, I believe. Yeah. So that I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the film. I thought it was a sensitive film. It really kind of get you know, I'm always looking for something like that where you got to you're watching you get caught up in it mm-hmm. and it does have a it's you know creates this universe mm-hmm. or world and you get caught up in it it could be just a, it doesn't have to be a huge movie yeah. or an important quote unquote movie you know it could just be a a well written well acted you know well crafted film that yeah. just takes you away for an, an 80 90 minutes yeah so that well, was... I look forward to seeing him. I actually, yeah. I just got, I, I just got a note from Julia. I think oh. there's going to be a New York screening pretty soon. Oh, so good. Okay, hopefully I'll be able to catch it. Oh, very good. I'm trying to figure city. out what that would be, but um, uh, like as a private big, maybe big big Apple Film Festival is that coming? I don't, up? I don't know that one. That I can't one. remember what it was. It. Yeah, so oh. I think I think sometime in February it's going to screen. In. Oh, that's soon. So we could have done this there. So. Turns out. Yeah. <laughs> just teasing. Did Julie, you you spoke with? Did, did she mention yeah. that, that we what? went to that we went to school together? No, I don't. that we met as actors in, in a play. I don't think I knew that. What was that? What was the, what was the school? And what the, was the, the play? school was Yale. Not heard of it. College, yeah, um, a little <laughs> liberal arts <laughs> university in in New Haven, Connecticut, and um, oh yeah, that's right. That's yeah, what it is. I yeah, did hear of that. Yeah, yeah. Just, Yale. Just, just down the road from. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm more familiar with the, the University of Connecticut New London branch. I think that's right. the big one. Very, yeah, it's but, very but... it's it's close by. <laughs> hour and a, hour and now two. now, so what was the play? The play was Dangerous Liaisons. Oh, that's a terrific uh, French uh, play. Um, I mean, you know, adapt, yeah. adapted into where everybody's the villain. Yeah, yeah, and she. So uh, I think. Well, I'm, I can't remember. I I maybe I'm a year yes. or two ahead ahead of her. I think she was. Nice a, say, I think she was a freshman. I think she was a freshman. Okay. And I was playing Valmont. Right. Who is the? the uh, I think John Malkovich. The, the Malkovich role, and, and she was playing what was the Stephen Freer has directed the, uh, the film, well, at least one film version, because there's been probably three or four. Of them. There's at least no. There's at least three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she was playing well from the Mal- from that version, the, mm-hmm. the Freer's version. Um, yeah. It was uh, Uma Thurman playing oh, Cecile, right. who's the young lady, and that. So I was Valmont, and she was Cecile in that. Yeah. So and that, so, uh, we Z- we Z- go Z- way Z- back and and um, you got to you got to kind of hug on her too probably yeah bit. it was it was it was very funny and she was she's a I mean she had a really great stage presence okay um and uh, well we were up in Woodstock and we had very yeah. little I mean you know, essentially yeah. fifteen minutes yeah and I only knew her for sure but she's very sweet yeah very nice, very nice person. And uh, they all were. They all seemed to really be enjoying the festival and the trip and the attention. You know, yeah. it's it's good. I know they were looking for a distribution that's been an issue, so hopefully that'll work out. Because it's that kind of film where you want to hold out for the right distributor. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just going to get lost. And a lot of films really don't have the option. They just right. have to take the, you know, just being tossed into the streaming platform right. it just morass a, a sort and of hope for the best. A blip on that yeah. screen where there's right. all these titles and pictures and you don't know what's what 
Yeah. Yeah. But now, and now to put the film as starring Louis Lu, Lu, Cancelmi, is that mm-hmm. how you say your yeah. name? And, and others, I think that's a little tacky. <laughs> it's a new, it's a new uh, marketing. Yeah. Ploy. Well, people do what they can, you know, to get eyes on their, uh, on their product. <laughs> well, with the success of the Irishman, uh, Although the Golden Globes seem to snub it, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I yeah. don't. I honestly, I know. whatever rubs off on me from that is fantastic. Oh, I'm sure. um, you have a very memorable. But uh, yeah, <laughs> sometimes you get a lucky spot. I mean, that you know, I had a, a good, fun little scene to do in there. Time wise, I don't know how much time my role takes up, but I I just happen to have some. Fun stuff to do. Which is... Yeah, no, it was. It was very Scorsesean. Yeah, that's not really a word, but uh, but let's not jump. I want to okay. want to get a little bit more background. We'll get to the yeah. the make people wait for that. Okay, but um, you mentioned Yale. You went to Yale. Yeah, uh, was that undergraduate? Undergraduate. Okay, yeah. and you obviously majored in the theater. I majored in theater. That school, yeah. of course, has a history. Yes. of being one of the top theater schools. I think when I was growing up in the seventies and, and into the eighties. And thinking of going to college, considering what I wanted to uh, major myself, yeah. and theater was definitely something I was very interested in. Yeah. You know, the the big ones were Yale, mm-hmm. Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Those were the two top, mm-hmm. you, you know, best schools for theater. Yeah. Well, in Yale, so Yale is the, has the drama school, which is separate. It's not a, you know, it's a separate school from the undergraduate. I understand. And, uh, yeah, I did not do the drama school. So the, okay. The, um, uh so, but I did major in theater. The, majoring in theater, at least when I was there, was um, uh, relatively academic. Mm-hmm. So um, they have two schools, in with, in a sense, or two programs. They're just separate. The, so the drama school is like a graduate program, conservatory. Okay, that's and separate. That's like where the Meryl Streep's. The, the, exactly. The, okay, very good. Exactly. Although the you know yeah. Yale undergrad has a lot of, um, you know, a lot of theater people have gone through that too. Uh, the difference there is it's not a conservatory. It's I see. Uh, it's somewhat more academic, but also there is a real there's a lot of support for extracurricular. Uh, make your own theater. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with uh, other classmates, um, I probably was involved in three or four productions least a year that were completely student run Mm -hmm. directed um designed performed um uh all the way through and and uh and then there's uh yeah there's a couple and there's venues all over the place on the yale campus every or at least at the time pretty much every residential college which is what the sort of the where where Mm -hmm. people um live has their have their own little black box theaters and then um, there's a couple of theaters beyond that, mm-hmm. and uh, and then there's some interaction with the um, with the drama school mm-hmm. uh, if you you know if you, you find a way to get involved there. But um, at least so nothing. It official. wasn't technically their drama school wasn't technically a graduate school. It's an MFA program. Yeah, it is an MFA program. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that is that considered a graduate school? Sure. Yeah, yeah of course. Masters, yeah, yeah, you get a master's in yeah, exactly. So okay. So, because uh, I wasn't sure if maybe a conservancy was like some sort of alternative where you left with you didn't leave with a degree, but you left. No, yeah, you get a, you get a master's at at, okay. at the Yale School of Drama. Okay. Um, so it'd be similar to uh, the NYU Tisch sure program Which, or yeah, something, yeah. but it's not. But so undergrad is a bachelor's though. It's not a it's not a BFA. No, I understand. <clears throat> yeah. So I mean, whatever. That's just what it is. But it's a, yeah, less less practical training, more 
you know, theater history and oh, I liter- see. literature. And, Theoretical. Yeah. That kind of Although there were, there were certainly actor acting classes and mm-hmm. yeah, things like that. Um, and so, uh, you grew up in, uh, where did you? I grew up a bit of all over. Did you? I was born in Pittsburgh. Um, spent most of my childhood. Well, I lived in California really briefly. I spent most of my early childhood in Alaska. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, moved Alaska. Yeah, in Anchorage, Alaska. How did that happen? My, f- you know, <laughs> interesting story. Um, so w- we actually moved to California because my father got a job out there. He, we were not out there more than a month when he got laid off, and then we were. Uh, we, we, and he you probably know, spent quite a bit of money to re exactly so the, the relocation. It, it was more he, he had just you know just taken on a mortgage, and this was right. late seventies, and you know mortgage rates were not what they are today. They were they were high, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a it was a, you know I was I was barely conscious, so I have no idea, I have no memory of right. it. But um, but uh, for a year and a half there, it was apparently pretty. <laughs> Sketchy, sketchy situation. So he, what did he do? What was his, his trader? At that time, I don't honestly know who okay. the, what the California thing was. But when he eventually went up to um, Alaska, it was to work for. Uh, Please say fish. <laughs> it was to so work for say, Arco. What kind of fish? Oh, it's either oil or fish. Yeah, it was. It was. Sense. It was oil, and so he and he had um, he did public relations for them. I see. Yeah. Okay. And essentially, uh, he had worked previously there uh, before I was born on yeah. on the Trans Alaska Pipeline. I see. And wow. uh, yeah, and then and then we lived in Alaska for a while, and then he he. Uh, you may have memories of that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. were there for some several yes, years. five six years. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's my sort of for, that. That's those are my, you know, my my early life is is Alaska. And um, the winters, I mean, uh, what were the, what was that like for a I don't know. Did I think it was nine months out of the year there was snow on the ground. So <laughs> yeah, right. I loved it. Loved it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I lived outside and... Um, yeah. Yeah. Lots were there of, kids? Lots of kids. I mean, I, my memory of Alaska is essentially, you know, just roving around with a pack of kids. Yeah. And, you know, there were older ones and younger ones. Sure. And the older ones... Were kind of in charge and responsible, and the really? younger ones. I was one of the younger ones. We just, I don't, I don't clung on, and we just, just did whatever. There was a lot amazing. of wandering, a yeah. lot of wandering. Was there around. a lot of space to do that? Yeah, okay. yeah. I lived. I mean, I lived not more than a few blocks from the uh, salt flats. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, basically, Anchorage is right in Chugach National Park. Essentially, it's. Um, I mean, I, we would go. You know, we would go down to play. At the salt flats, mm-hmm. we would go. I don't know. We just would wander. wander. Have you been back? I haven't been back since. I, you know, I used to urge? go back. So when I was, oh. when we moved to Seattle, we eventually moved to Seattle because my my father got a job with Alaska Airlines. Strangely enough, that's what moved us to Seattle. Mm-hmm. But um, I used to go back and visit my best friend, who uh, who is French, mm-hmm. and she. Uh, uh, I would go back up every year for her birthday, mm-hmm. and then. When I was maybe twelve or thirteen, she moved back to France. Mm-hmm. So then I stopped. That's the last time I seems like France isn't there. that much further a trip, though. But it's I guess if you're not, on the west coast, on the west it coast is, is yeah. a little bit further, but bit, yeah, yeah, and probably a little more expensive. Also because Alaska, with Alaska, my dad worked for Alaska Airlines, so we oh, could just of course, what am I thinking? Hop on and get on a standby pass, and, <laughs> yeah, and get up right. there, yeah. 
Exactly. Are you still in touch with with her? I am. Uh-huh. Yeah, I am. Uh-huh. It's been a little while but I I still we still I check in every year on on her birthday. And uh she lives well I'm not sure where she is right now. She's either in Chile mm-hmm. or in uh Berlin. Um she was in Santiago for a while. I think that's where she is right now. Mm-hmm. Um well she may be listening. She may be listening. If she, if if she googles yeah. you and this comes up. Yeah. And, uh, Hello Lily. <laughs> um, yeah, but we should, we should mention your uh, Lewis is happily married and has a beautiful. Yeah, we can say a beautiful family, and it's yeah. it's terrific. Thanks, Sam. All right, so so uh, that's an incredible story. So so you and then you were when you went to get ready to go to school, you already knew you wanted to be an actor. No, okay. no. Did no. you discover that at Yale that that's kind of where? You yeah, were? yeah. I think I you know I did a couple plays in high school. And my sister had done a bunch of theater, and she was on that track in a serious way. Uh-huh. Um, older and, sister? Uh, older sister, yeah. My, uh-huh. my sister's Annie Paris, who's another... Uh, she's, she's a New York theater and Very good. a TV film actor. Um, but um, she uh, was, I don't know, a role model in that way mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw her doing it. I liked, I, I thought it was fun, but I didn't think it was my um calling calling necessarily no i was i was more interested in writing and uh, oh. math mm-hmm. really yeah i yeah. was kind of a math guy uh-huh. um so you're gonna be maybe teach or something or yeah or, i didn't know i didn't yeah. you know i also it's hard I, to get a mathematician gig unless yeah. you're really really good i understand <laughs> well i yeah i think you have to be uh you know yeah that's a yeah it'd be very 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 good to yeah to matter in the math world, I, I think because I've never met a mathematician like or somebody who introduced themselves as like a mathematician, right? right. But I, that was what interested me. It interested me a lot. Sure. That's, and I, when I went to school, that's what I th- wanted to. And I, d- I didn't go to school. I don't think with any sort of practical. This is what I want to do. Other than I think I wanted to write, and mm-hmm. and I would have liked to, uh, yeah, think about math, which is. <laughs> do you keep? Do you, does that pre- uh, occupy any of your? Only very peripherally, in the sense that I still like to read about math. And really, I read about a, it, but not. I have a couple of friends. I don't do any solve any it. Uh, 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 what would you say, equations or no, or uh, really. formulas? Well, I have a I have a um, a friend who I correspond about some of this stuff with, and and he uh, he pointed me towards a um uh kind of what's it called. Um, there's a mathematician Euler, um, who's a E U L E R. It's okay. He's one of, uh, uh, but there's a something called Project Euler. Uh-huh. Uh, that's uh, basically there's a bunch of problems and they get successively harder, and the idea is to um, try to write programs to solve them. I don't I do coding, but right. you can solve them with math. It just takes a long time. As so, opposed to uh, like figuring out a program, uh, that yeah, can do exactly, for you. exactly. But either way, you got to be pretty brilliant yeah. to be able to do either. Uh, it's like they start out fairly basic, okay. uh, you know, so like advanced basic, and then you, as you go, yeah, they're. I, I mean, they're, I can't get very far in it, but that's, you know, for example, that's the that's the limit of the math that I. <laughs> I see. So in Goodwill Hunting, you think they, it was an actual? I have no idea. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Yeah. Um, um, no, yeah. but so I went to I went to school with with at least a you know that sort was, of right. general interest in. I mind. was going to say though you'll have more opportunities as your your 
your your your kids. You have kids. Oh so yeah, they're going to go through live vicariously uh, through Because you know, just just to put an end to this, but the particular thing. But when when it comes to my kid and his difficulty in certain subjects and working with him. Mm. There's almost every other subject. I, I, you know, he has French. I speak a certain amount of French. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of uh, the structure of French for mm-hmm. sure. So I can help him with that mm-hmm. easily. And then there's things like obviously history mm-hmm. that you just read up on it. Mm-hmm. And then you can explain it. Right. Or, you know, there's uh, it's basic or read with him. And, and it's just English, all mm-hmm. these subjects. Uh, but when it comes to math, you can't really because I'm so rusty. And it's been so many years since I was in a math class. 30, 35 years, whatever it is. I can't just jump in. Right. In like his third class in uh, algebra. So I'm, just, I'm already lost. So, yeah. I mean, I can understand how certain things work if they're in parentheses and mm-hmm. they're outside. I understand that kind of stuff. And then if it's over another, there's mm-hmm. a division going mm-hmm. on. But that's about it. Yeah. And he knows that already. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm, I'm, so it's, it's the one subject you really have to gradually get to and you can't just you know. Yeah, that's true, and you also have to honestly, you have to reintroduce yourself. Yes, uh, go back you know, to the from, basics. From like I, I, I was a much better, I don't know, it's a muscle mathematician right? or whatever. But but when I was sixteen, than I am now. Yeah, I I had all the stuff and all was all layered in. I didn't have to think about it. I see. But I would need to, you know, I wouldn't be able to tell you offhand. You know whether a cotangent is adjacent over hypotenuse or what. You know I don't yeah. like. Oh, I, I would have to. I would have to look though. that stuff up. Right. I just um. like hearing you say it though. <laughs> 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 yeah, I got. I just uh, after algebra, I'm pretty sure in high school, I just stopped when it became an option. Like a, I just I I don't know. Like uh, the trigonometry, yeah. these things. Uh, yeah. I never did it. Never wanted to do yeah. it. And um, you know, and what was the other one? Um, Calculus. Oh, calculus. Oh, oh, forget yeah. it. Forget it. Well, that, that's very few people too that go that far. Yeah, you got to really want to be in that. Yeah, you have to have some strange. But desire. what's there's one other course: geometry, algebra, and then it's is it it's it's uh, there's a uh, like uh, yeah, trigonometry. They usually call like a trig yeah, is next, algebra right? and trigonometry kind of go together. Right, and then the next one is is there yeah. something else before calculus? Uh, people, remember. there's usually some kind of pre-calculus, which is essentially <laughs> okay. It's essentially calculus light or some sort of introducing the, the concepts. The concepts that are yeah. going to that yeah, that's make a calculus smart way to do any, any yeah. of these subjects. Um, but um, wisely, you chose uh, acting. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you also are an, uh, obviously an, an enormous reader because we're sitting in your room here. And I mean, yeah. I, I too am a big, but, but also there's a lot of esoteric stuff. So there's poetry, there's yeah. uh, theater, there's, uh, yeah. I don't know what your favorite subjects are or you just don't even have maybe you just like yeah uh, it changes from Some time years. to time but yeah there's there's a because i got rid of as many books as i currently own as well so you know and i own quite a few myself yeah yeah i mean i don't know how many probably a couple thousand here i don't know yeah well, if I kept all my books over the years, I I just never got like purged. I would have thousands. Too. Yeah, I just yeah. It's like at a practical. I never knew if I was gonna have a room like this where I would. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, I would exactly. Well, me neither. I just kept 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 them in the storage unit until such room became available. Yeah. yeah. No, I'd done that too, but yeah. I, not with. Yeah. I had to still kind of. You had to weed them out from weed time out. to time. Yeah, I still weed out from time to time. No, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. It's great. I also grew up in where there's so many, whenever you go to a town and there's like a mm-hmm. used bookstore, there's like a book fair, mm-hmm. and you just go crazy because you can spend best. like 20 bucks on yeah, like, that's the best. Uh, 
yeah, it's nothing better than that. Mm-hmm. Come home with every book written about Watergate. So you just start <laughs> reading everything. All for 50 cents. Yeah, kind of. I mean, yeah. I would do that. And again, in Ithaca, where they would have this annual book fair, I try to go for it. You just, they have a whole section of American history and, you know, or, or government. And then there'd be just every book on that subject of Watergate, Nixon, you know, and I just, yeah. you just wanted to become, you know, super knowledgeable about that particular yeah. subject. Because it was like a seminal thing when I was a kid yeah, yeah, growing right. up. I remember seeing the Watergate hearings when I was visiting my grandparents and they had the TV on all the time, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So there's a kind of a nostalgic thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Anyhow, so, but the, the thirst to learn is, is, is a big thing? Thirst to keep learning or is it? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, thirst to learn. I mean, maybe just curiosity, but also. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, is keep, it, keep the mind moving, right? And it's going to help if you're going to play different roles. I mean, to, yeah, it's, it, it's really essential for any actor. Yeah, I think so. I think the you know the imagination is a is the key muscle, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, books feed that. Absolutely, I I'm, I've also been enjoying bringing on a lot of authors, mostly in the film world. Yeah, which is so it's a usually biography. Or something about the industry, film industry. But at least uh, what I, I'm enjoying it is that, you know, I, I, I'm reading and I picked up the pace quite a bit because I would, you know, try to keep up. And it, it's really like also just become this thing where I'm just voraciously reading again, which I'm glad about. Because there was a period there where my kid was also, you know, sm- it, you just... <laughs> It can you be hard stop. to find time and energy. And, and, and when you that. do, you yeah. just reading a book is is demanding of you. Yeah. At least the way I approach oh, it. Yeah, and I don't absolutely. go for like fluff. I usually absolutely. like to want to yeah, reading something that yeah. is demands my my attention. So, um, yeah. but so it's really nice to be back in that. So when you were also young and you were watching, um, I don't know if you were a big film watcher when you were young. I'm uh, like coming up, or that doesn't yeah. sound. Yeah, like... yeah. I'm. You know, I don't know. When I was a kid, um, I watched, I mean, The NeverEnding yeah. Story. Okay. I probably watched over a hundred times uh-huh. when I was a kid, kid. And then uh, in high school, I got more into, you know, I watched a lot. I was big into like, I don't know, call them like cult classic kind of movies, uh-huh. Uh-huh. you know, Heather's, sure. Sam Raimi oh. stuff, like Evil Dead stuff. Well, I like. I loved horror Flicks. I loved. Um, I watched a, for strange. I watched a lot of horror movies when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. But that's yeah, it. I, yeah. I watched a lot of horror movies when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Just ran, when actually when I was in Alaska, I had a neighbor. Um. Timmy Cole. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're out there, Timmy. I, I don't. You know, Timmy Cole lived. Call in, Timmy. If you're lived, <laughs> lived not far from us, mm-hmm. and um, I would go over to his house, and for whatever reason. We were, we were allowed to watch anything. We were, they were just I know. So I watched when I was maybe I was maybe five or six. Probably what? says something about my, my uh, I don't know what I don't know what it did to me psychologically. But when I was five or six, I think we watched. I remember watching uh, J, uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Four, the final chapter. That was a. I mean, I don't know what I made of it. I have no idea what I made of that. Yeah, movie. Probably. I remember watching a movie called Bad Manners. Have you ever heard of this movie? I think so. It's like, um, you know, Pamela Adlin. Yeah, sure. I, love she, her. I think she's in it. And um, Wait a I, I was actually trying to find a copy oh, man, of this. How old the movie was this? 
I think it was eighty four. She's still around. Was eighty four? Oh, she was a like child that. actor. She was That's a child. Right. Yeah, I no, it was kids. So it was about. Yes. It, was, it was about. I forgot a, she was a child actor. I've been trying right. to find this movie. Actually, it's about a. I don't know. It's just a. It's one of those stupid eighties sex mm-hmm. comedies. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there like, were lots of those. It's I like grew, a bunch I grew up of. On um, I grew up yeah, in the Porkies and, yeah, and High School, the nerds and, all that stuff. And uh, um, so when I was little, I watched some. I watched movies, and I somehow I got exposed to that stuff. Well, somehow because of Timmy Cole. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> and um, and uh, no, there were a couple kids actually in Alaska where you would go over to their house and you could do, you know, mm-hmm. you could find find things that you couldn't find at home. Right. Um, <laughs> and uh, so yes, yeah, so there's, you know, that was, that was just the uh, '80s. Um, but yeah, but no, I grew up in, in the high school and stuff. I loved, you know, the horror movies. Still, that was a thing, and right. like kung fu movies. Yes. A lot of oh sure, me yeah. too. Yeah, because I'm just wondering, like, when maybe like uh, Scorsese get went on your radar. Maybe maybe you're a bit older than my probably, dad. Probably, uh, yeah, probably middle school, high school. My dad started take. My dad took me to movies. My dad took me to foreign films. Actually, that yeah. was a big that was a big thing. Like, my dad took me to. Um, I remember some. He took me to see uh, Five Easy Pieces, because of course Jack uh, plays somebody like your dad. I see. Uh, when did I? That's right, he does. But I, <laughs> except I, that he's, uh, he actually, I think he did pianist. show me five easy pieces. But I mean, that my was before. Did. That was before. My time. I think he got the oh, yeah. the video of that we watched together. Uh-huh. But he took me to see. Um, he took me to see Goodfellas. He took me to see uh, Jean de Florette. Oh sure. He took me With, to see uh, um, Gérard Depardieu. Wasn't he in that one? Uh, he was. was yeah. The the man, there was two of them. That's right. And uh, Man of the Spring. Man, was yeah. it Man of the Spring? Man, it was, yeah, there was there's two Spring. films that were yeah. kind of like. You know. Yeah, they were, those went together. Yeah, he took me to see um, Europa, Europa. Remember sure, that movie? yes, yes. Uh, oh yes, there's uh, like a, a period where those films were getting. It was at that very specific period, early nineties or something, right? Yeah, or? maybe even a little earlier, because yeah. the, there were a lot of European films, a lot of English films coming out, yeah. British films. You know, the early Mike Lee, yeah, uh, Stephen, all these guys that we were talking about, but they were coming in because these these art film distribution was all of a sudden exploded yeah. for a period of time. Yeah. And so, and so we're getting a lot of really great films like that. Yeah. You know, uh, all of a sudden, that's how we got probably with Neil and I, that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think that one too. I'm well, So in, in Seattle, I was in Seattle at the time and there was a bunch of great art house theaters oh that I don't gosh, know yeah. as I haven't been back there mm-hmm. in a while either, but there was a mm-hmm. the Harvard exit, there was the Neptune um, the Neptune would show the Rocky Horror Picture Show at midnight every every Saturday, and they you know people would perform it mm-hmm. while the of thing course. was going on. Like that yeah, was a big was... thing in high school. Pulp Fiction I saw there for the first time. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, tip you know, so like Heather's that that thing, yeah. that, like those those kind of movies in the '90s that were yeah. all Hal Hartley movies, and I just uh, sat with Hal um, the other day. Oh, really? Well. I had a, I, he's been on a lot of times okay. on this podcast, and I just went to his apartment uh, last week, and we had the one, one probably of all the conversations, the best one. It oh, was just yeah? a really great conversation, and it was like an hour, and then I got home, and um, one something that happened that never happened. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, and no. just gone. The, oh, I don't know what happened, but the files were not there. Oh, jeez. They, it just happens once every year or two. Like yeah. something happens with the digital. Well, it's like theater. Can you imagine? It's like so, theater. The experience is now is happening right. Well, that's true. Except that at least you know somebody <laughs> could hear it. Yeah. But what what's great is that you know because we know each other now. Like mm-hmm. so, I uh, and he was seminal for me too mm-hmm. in that period of time. Mm-hmm. Those movies. 
but uh, I, you know, we're redoing it tomorrow. Oh, good. It's on the phone, though. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. not schlepping up to yeah, someone, but we can do it over the phone. No, but we have enough. We know each other well enough where we can yeah. do it over the phone yeah. at this stage. But you know, um, they're doing a retrospective at the Metrograph of his stuff starting oh, nice. this coming weekend, uh, next weekend. Yeah, fantastic. So I'm trying to. You know, yeah, yeah. take care of this pretty quickly. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, no, not at all. I mean, those movies were important for me. Yeah. Like, just in terms of... You know, Jarmusch, my, maybe? Yeah, or... Jarmusch, certainly. I mean, Mystery Train was a big one. Yeah. Um, Down by Law, that was a big one. Yeah. Yeah, just in terms of opening up, you know, the yes. world a bit for me. Yeah. The, the, those movies. I'm trying to think other ones that, that you know, I mean, Kubrick movies were a big deal. Oh, right. Um. In terms of, you know, thing versus, I think, the, you know, the other things that were also big influences, but were just the, you know, things like Top Gun and mm -hmm. that were just there in the culture that were big influences that way. Mm -hmm. And uh, having this other, um, I don't know, genre is not really the right, right word, but this other kind of world of, um, of looking at, looking at people, looking at, um, looking at the world. Right. Yeah, uh, it was a yeah, it was a big thing. Right, we we we're lucky. To, I think in a way, lucky, and we hadn't been. I don't know. I, I maybe we're still lucky by the fact that there's so much available to see, so much. But yeah, I, I feel. I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, the jury's out still a little bit. In terms me. of just, there's so much. How, yeah, and, and yeah, and is this really um, any value? Yeah, I don't know. There was something about going walking down the street in Manhattan. Uh, coming up to a art house or just a, yeah. whatever it doesn't matter even yeah You're just like walking by the angelica or the quad or something and just seeing a poster yeah. and just thinking huh that looks kind of cool going in and just got opening yeah. up your world like yeah. because you just came upon this incredible yeah movie and, and that's the value of the curator really on some level like the sure. uh, the, the programmer that um puts things together i mean the film form still does this obviously they of course they put these right. great Metrograph. Um, and Metrograph does yeah. it, and uh, you know the um, Lincoln Center does it. Um, yeah. But bring, bringing the, you know, a, a bunch of things together that, that play off each other. I mean, Anthology does it to some extent. Mm -hmm. I haven't been there in a little while, but, but like they do even, you know, in some ways, in terms of discovery, that's also. I mean, when I first moved to New York, that was a big deal for me, just being able to go there and, you know, <laughs> yeah, walk into. Um, you know. so, something like wild, you just yeah, a Peter cards. Kubelka movie or a you know, what or a, mm -hmm. you know any of those any of those kind of crazy stuff or, or uh, you know see a Pasolini movie mm -hmm. or, a, or a, right. you know something that you know that doesn't get shown all the time and yeah and you can you can think of it as a glut because everything's available right, you can see right, it right you know you can go on YouTube yeah. and watch a bunch of you know and every once in a while you can discover something on YouTube where you're like that's available yeah. I remember I saw this great this great uh, Marguerite Duras movie mm -hmm. on YouTube. I couldn't find it anywhere else. Right, it was there on YouTube. Somebody <laughs> right. with the with the VHS or whatever had decided to put it up there, and I don't even know. You know, those things probably get taken down pretty quickly. But I was glad to be able to see it. Sometimes and, they're you know legally it's just they're no longer uh, right. They're 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 owned, orphans owned or whatever. Or they're yeah. legal orphans. Is it? Yeah, say about that content and. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know that we do need some kind of curation, though. Otherwise, you don't. Right. Uh, yeah. It's not necessarily and, like and, a book and where you can. Distribution, though, too. Right. Because it's like, um, you know, there's what what's happened is uh, 
I mean, one thing that's happened is that, uh, you know, distribute, there were only so many films coming out and then distribute, you know, the distributors would get good at distributors would, you know, you'd want your film distributed by them or, you know, they, or they had more of a budget or something. So you would, could rely on also the movies that were being distributed now because there are these companies that will fill in for this, again, a lot of films that can't find any other option. Mm -hmm. And so that's not a curation. That's more of just a, uh. You know, like more of a financial right. thing. Like, well, we, you know, uh, people would pay to have their films distributed, right. essentially. So, um, and there were some really wonderful films in there. By the way, it doesn't make it doesn't mean that there are not some not some great films in there. I know from firsthand that uh, a lot of great films still struggle with distribution. One of the best films I saw in this la- 2019, outside of The Irishman. <laughs> But another one, sort of like Doug, it was also like Inez and Doug and Kira that was playing also, and just happened to have a screening at Woodstock, but I'd seen it well before that at like Maryland Film yeah. Festival, and before that, I think it was at, I don't remember, but it was also at like uh, BAM Cinema Fest, mm-hmm. uh, it was a movie called South Mountain. South Mountain. Beautiful. Talia mm-hmm. Balsam, do you know her, the actor? I don't know her. You do. She was in Mad Men, but she was, okay. uh, she's been, she was also a child actor. She's been around for a long time. Okay. She was married shortly to George Clooney, too. But uh, okay. she's married to a, another actor that was on the Mad Men, too. They, yeah. they played a married couple on Unhappily I didn't Married. watch Mad Men. It's a good show. I, I have heard it. I have yeah, heard it is. Uh, someday. It was very good actors in that. Anyway, there's this movie, South Mountain. Just, again, uh, great performances. Mm-hmm. I loved it. And I've been mm-hmm. brought on the filmmaker and Talia and uh, been trying to, you know cheer it on yeah. and give it as much support as possible in my tiny way but um, you know again you know it's a distribution issue yeah, it should it's, it's I mean like, it's the quality of it I feel like it should have no, no problem but yeah it's strange yeah and I've been you know I've, I've been involved in a couple of projects where you think ah, you know, I don't understand why this is not more mm-hmm. but yeah I don't know I mean, that's not really my I'm not involved I guess in that side of things but you did put together the netflix deal for good uh, for uh, that's true that's true that's true so (laughs) i dabble (laughs) right on the side a little bit deal making (laughs) how did that come about my my working for the the, doing the netflix deal (laughs) no (laughs) well i mean this is the biggest thing you've been associated with yeah i mean uh in in terms of yeah i think so in In terms of certainly size wise and you know eyes wise who's gonna how many people are gonna probably see it right eyes wise yeah definitely Mm -hmm. well like everything yeah it was a you know and it's kind of a good little audition story because um well because i got the part (laughs) no because (laughs) it um, has a happy ending uh you know I, i i i knew that it was for Scorsese movie, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't know much other than that, and um, I had never auditioned for a Scorsese film before. No, so it was good to be able to get in, just to be able to get in there, and that's kind of how I. And you knew the character. You given sides a little bit. There wasn't a whole were there lot. Sides? There was there were sides. There Sally was, Bugs. There was a scene. Um, I had Sally Bugs. I did not <clears throat> know anything about the real life. Sally Bugs at that time. I, this I can't really remember, but I don't. I think it was one of the things these, which which happens often, where you get the audition the day before, or two mm-hmm. days before. You don't That's have a whole best. lot of time. It's the best way. In a way, perhaps it is. Um, and for this one, definitely. It, I mean, for Scorsese. I mean, 
maybe I could see the advantages of being able to prepare and do your research, yeah. but the the pressure, the the the, the looming this, yeah. this the importance of this for in terms of your career, getting it, not getting it. Well, Does that see not, now? So in this case, I definitely was not getting it. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't go in thinking. For a I'm going to really book, no. Well, for one thing, because the character description was yeah. You know, you look nothing like this guy who's where you know got thick glasses, this and that, and you know he's older than me, and all, just all this stuff. Where I thought I'm not gonna. I was like, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go in, I'm gonna meet the person who cast movies mm-hmm. for Martin Scorsese, and that will be fantastic. Yeah, and maybe, right. maybe you know, if if there's if she likes whatever's coming off me, if there's something there, it's a then that's good now. for the future. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, that's mainly what I was thinking. So I was. I wanted to be well prepared and to, you know, do a good job. But I did not. I wasn't. I didn't want to burden myself anywhere with that because mm. I didn't think that there was okay much chance of me getting the part. So you really would not have felt any serious level of disappointment no. had you not gotten the role. No, no, you really were not. Okay, I really did not think that there was much chance. Okay, did it so, occur to you say no? Because but no, because you thought if you can meet the casting person. That is enough right there. Yeah. So, no, so this, it's really about, there's nothing to lose at e- all. Exactly. In this case, I thought, well, first of all, I was just going in to put myself on tape. You know, she was going to put me on tape and uh, that was it. Mm-hmm. So there's not really, yeah, there wasn't anything to lose there. Right. And um, yeah, so why not? Um, but I went in, uh, you know, one of these things that happens also in, in New York is sometimes you get out of the subway and suddenly, the, you know, this was May or something. Like that's late spring, and there was suddenly a storm, and it was raining so hard that even if you had an umbrella, you were yeah, never you would right. you, you were getting soaked. And I stood for a little while. I was close to running late for this thing at this point, and I and the rain was not stopping. I thought maybe it was one of these storms that would just pass, but it didn't pass. And so, and I was not that far, but I was about a block and a half, maybe two blocks from the casting office and so I just went. And by the time I got into the lobby, I was drenched. I was wearing, you know, a white shirt that was it was I was soaked through. Completely soaked through. And I did what I could in the bathroom to kind of towel myself down with the, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went into the office and I said, you know, I got caught in this. I'm sorry. But this is, you know, this it'll just have to be like this. <laughs> a soggy and, version of myself. And as I was coming in saying this to the whoever was at the desk, you know, this is who I am. Uh, the casting director, Ellen Lewis, was she came up and she said, "Oh, Lewis, uh, thanks so much for coming. I'm I'm sorry, I've got a appointment. So and so will 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 put you on tape, and um, you know, thanks so much for coming in." And out the door she went. So then I was even like, okay, so now I really am just getting put on tape and I'm not even really having a relationship with the casting director. And, you know, so let's just look over the lines one more time and try and do something interesting. And um, and, uh, it was, uh, I think it was the, the, uh, um, a a little piece from the, the fish scene. And, you know, it's a weird scene already and, I didn't really have any idea where where it fit in the story. All all I knew was really from the character description that you know he was an odd guy. What kind of fish? What? 
What kind of fish? I, I don't know. The kind you eat? A fish. But you don't know what kind? No, I don't. Where'd you get it? What the fuck? At a, at a fish place. But she just... Go in there and say, give me a fish? Pretty much, yeah. He didn't say, you want a salmon, you want a haddock, you want a, a fucking cod? What the fuck does it matter what kind of fish it was? Why are you so concerned about this I'm fish? I'm just trying to understand how... Does it... How a person can buy a fish and not know what kind it was. There was a fish waiting for me there. didn't ask what kind of fish it was. I'm sorry. Your friend had already ordered this fish. Right. Because I want to be able to explain this if somebody asks me. You know, there's something kind of odd and menacing about him. And anyway, I just did a, a tape with the casting assistant there. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we did a couple versions and I had brought these fake, I don't know if I have them here, these fake uh, glasses. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Check it out. These these are, you know, they're like, oh, yeah. I don't know, you know. I brought well, you look these. look more like, um, yeah. They're plastic you're... frames. I don't right. wear glasses. You know, right. they're they're these, uh, they're you know, costume glasses. Mm-hmm. Cheap mm-hmm. little um, things. And... Um, and I put them on. We did. We did a version of them with, and a version of them without. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that well, was he, it. Right. Well, the guy is the, called Bugs, right? Because his eyes are buggy. He's called Bugs bug because guy, he bug, wears these Coke bug, bottle glasses. So, I, so I thought, oh, he's you know, farsighted. Yeah, I'll of. at least put on a. Yeah. Uh, let him see what I look like with glasses on, and um, and that was it. And then <clears throat> maybe uh, I don't know, a month and a half later, I got a call from my. Agents saying, "Hey, uh, Alan Lewis really liked your tape um, for this Scorsese thing." I said, "Oh, that's great." And um, they said, "Yeah, um, she wants to show it to Marty." And I said, "Well, great." Yeah. And she said, and then they said, "Well, they want to be sure that that you'll do it if if she shows it to Marty." And I said, (laughs) "Mean? Yeah. What do you mean?" She said, "Because." If you know she doesn't want she doesn't want to show it to Marty and then have Marty get right, attached right. to you and then and then you not Dis- do it. We're not going to disappoint. And I was like, I, <laughs> don't. That's not going to be. A, that's not a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, let's show it to Marty, please. I'm not sure why he even had to call me to ask it. But anyway, so so then I was so then at this point is when you start to wonder whether you should allow yourself to um, get your hopes to, up to get your hopes up mm-hmm. and. Um, I did not, as I, you know, as much as possible, mm-hmm. I did not, and um, but it's also one of those you, you sort of tuck it in the back of your filing cabinet in your brain where you say, you know, whatever else is not sort of going well at the moment, there's this possibility that I can, you know, it's a little yeah, bit of a little little sunshine little, back there in case yeah, I, a little hope in case I need to pull it out, of, right? Yeah, and so you know, then again, I didn't hear anything for a long time. And then weeks, uh, weeks. Uh-huh. yeah. And then at that point, you think, well, okay. So I already saw it, you know. Right. Maybe thought this that, but whatever, you know. Maybe it didn't fit. Who knows? Mm-hmm. 
and um, I just started to talk like Marty. <laughs> um, and then, uh, <laughs> and then, um, and then I got another call that was uh, so you know uh, Marty watched your tape and he liked it. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Well, that's great," you know. My, that's great. Yeah, and the little, uh, the little yeah. sunny, yeah. warm spot is starting spot to spread. Starts to glow a little your... bit, and you think, "Oh, slow, careful! <laughs> yeah, right, don't, exactly. don't overdo it." I must be pretty damn good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You try not to think that, and then, yeah. Uh, yeah then the it, it was also so he likes you. They're not really sure, you know what what role yet, but he, but oh. he liked your tape, and I said, "Oh, okay." And. Um, and then there was some discussion about what you know. Would you do a different role? Would you do? And at a certain point, I, I was, I said, you know, I will. I want to do a part in this movie mm-hmm. if you offer me a part yeah. in this movie. So, so I kind of left it at that. Uh-huh. And then uh, didn't hear anything again for a, a while, and it was the end of the summer. And I was I was doing a theater workshop up in. Uh, uh, Martha's Vineyard, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I got a call again up there, saying, "Okay, we think the offer's coming in." And I said, "Okay." And they said, "But we're not sure yet what the role will be." And I mm-hmm. said, "Okay, we'll probably know by the end of the week." And I thought, "Oh God, okay, great." And I said, "Just tell me when." We know what it is, okay? And then I didn't hear anything again for, you know, it's the end of the week. I'm about to, to head home. And I got a call from my agent saying the offer came in. Amazing. And I said, oh, great. What's the role? And they said, well, the role you auditioned for. Like they're all of a sudden being like, what, what, what yeah. do you mean? Well, what, what do you mean? What, you mean what role? You you're playing for... Sally Bugs. And you were like, well. And, and at that point, I thought, you know, I might be playing Sally Bugs, but I'd better keep this to myself until and this is kind of how That's smart this this i thought you know i didn't tell i didn't tell my wife i didn't tell anybody you didn't even tell your wife no i did not tell anybody i decided i don't <laughs> until i'm getting fitted for a costume i don't you know until Wait. something's actually underway yeah i'm not i don't know how to believe this you know, I don't know how to believe it. is almost too much. It's, it's it, like a it, fantasy yeah, level. Yeah, it's strange. It's, there, was now, no, there was no... It's cl- like there's this other... Yeah. War, like, you know, s- yeah. parallel universe yeah. type of thing that's existing. And exactly. Very few t- times do you get to yeah. enter it. Exactly. And you don't know you're not if supposed a, to. Yeah. Is this some mirage yeah. in the desert? But <laughs> what did you... You eventually told your wife. What did well, she, so, yeah. Did, how so, long did you keep that under your hat? And I, what did she make of it? I kept it under my hat. Strangely, I kept it under my hat for... I don't, almost a week. It's mm. pretty impressive. Yeah, I don't know how or why, and I don't know what I was doing with it while it was there. I think I was just, you know, having it for myself or something. Yeah, that's nice though. Yeah. What did she think when she? T- how long? Did, you said, "Oh, uh, by the way, last week I found." I can't out remember I was how I told her the story. Honestly, I can't remember how I, how I, how I disclosed the fact. Uh-huh. Well, it's just uh, just because of the time. You know yeah. the the uh, the delay. Yeah. So I wonder if she she had made something out of the fact that you were walking around for a week knowing this and she, you hadn't told her. I don't. I don't know. I don't. Uh, honestly, I can't. She probably didn't care. I, I can't. I don't know if I've ever told her that. Oh. <laughs> now she knows. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. 
now she yeah. knows because she's listening to this, and yeah. I will not edit that out. Right. Okay. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> it's enough. my. It's it's my. Uh, once in a while, you get a little bit of a news news. Uh, right. Yeah. Scoop. Scoop. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right. So I'm sorry. I don't usually belabor this, but no. I, for somebody on the cusp of such a thing, an opportunity, it is a very singular thing. Yeah. Like I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I was like, why? I don't remember if I, I don't know that I knew you were in it until I was actually, I was at the New York Film Festival press and industry screening, which I think may have been the first screening ever. Yeah, I think so. Public yeah. screening. Yeah. Because yeah. it wasn't the, even the New York Film Festival yeah. night. Yeah. It was later that night when they were showing it, but yeah. earlier that day they showed yeah. it to press and industry. And afterwards, you know, Mar- Mar- Marty and uh, De Niro and Pacino and Pesci yeah. and, uh, uh, I'm not sure anybody else from the cast was there, but the, yeah, but anyway, mm-hmm. but and Jane Rosenthal, but mm-hmm. it's very odd actually because, uh, well, yeah, you know, Pacino was being Pacino, although he seems to have aged, uh, in this particular, uh-huh. know, uh, but he was very engaged and De Niro yeah. was himself, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Pesci didn't say a word, no, not a word, barely, a word, he, and he was wearing dark glasses, yeah. and um, and then at only then when somebody like I think it was Kent Jones. Asked the you know he asked something of Mar uh, uh he asked something of Joe. And um and then Pesci didn't respond and so uh, whoever was sitting maybe it was a producer was sitting next to him and she said repeated it into his ear and he just didn't seem to get it. It was like he's very zoned out. Oh. Maybe oh. he got stoned. Is it possible? I have no idea. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. I don't mean to. Uh, <laughs> but having said that, I can also say, and I don't judge at all, but I can also say. That he, when I was watching this film, I was very moved by Joe Pesci's uh, performance. Yeah, I mean, I loved. I thought everybody really delivered. Yeah, but I thought Pesci, I, you know, just I was brought to tears uh, a couple uh, of times uh, yeah. by his the power of his, yeah. you know, just uh, his his performance and um, and his gravitas, etc. Yeah, know, just really, just I just couldn't believe it. Yeah, like, yeah, no, I was, was just, uh, I I loved that performance. Yeah. Really, like moving so, and and strange. Yeah, uh, yeah. So De Niro gets to. Uh, uh, he's now been um, told that he's going to go and basically have to uh, kill Hoffa. His, yeah. You know. Uh, so um, I, I'm trying just for some reason. Uh, I'm blanking on the, the Irish man's name. Sheeran, Frank Sheeran. Frank Sheeran, of course. Yeah. So Frank is told that he has to go and whack. Hoffa, Hoffa yeah. his who he loves, mm-hmm. and um, it has to be him. And so he goes to the house where they're going to do it. You, Sally yeah. Bugs, is are preparing the house. Yeah. Correct. You're putting down a temporary yeah. Yeah. floor. Yeah. So because it's going to be painted, it's going to be painted, and then you can just roll it up. And then you roll it up and, and get rid uh, of it, right? Although take it away. The walls get painted easy, too. Easy, but easy to clean up. Right. So yeah. you're preparing it like so matter of factly. This is just this yeah. is this, and you know. And uh, that's the introduction, right? That's your inter- the first scene. Is so it, no, the, you're in it earlier. I'm in when it earlier. They're, they're, as you're in a, it earlier. That's right. I yeah, briefly they introduce Sally Bugs because right. he killed Sergio Castellito, who was you know this is all union yeah. stuff too. Bugs was uh, in, in Tony Provenzano, Tony Pro, Tony Pro, um, yeah, played by Stephen Graham. In Great the movie. performance, fantastic also. performance. Um, came to the, he's the one that comes to the meeting in shorts and the yeah, tent <laughs> yeah. late, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, he Not so in the suit. so he you know there he was a, a union guy. Right. Yeah, he he ran the I can't remember the number of the local, and um, 
in, in New Jersey, mm-hmm. and Sally Bugs was like his muscle guy. I see. And Sally Bugs kills Castellito because, um, and Castellito and, and Tony Pro were like buddies, but apparently the the membership wanted Castellito. Uh-huh. Or, you know, they liked it. I don't even know if it they, they hadn't even. He hadn't even taken Tony Pro's spot. He had just moved up too high for Tony Pro's comfort. I see. So Tony Pro had him off. Wow. And th- anyway, that's how they introduced and... Sally Bugs is is right. the murder in, and the, they, in the car. And they did. And, and I loved how they did those inter- those title cards. Where, yeah. Where you know they say how the guy's demise goes, like yeah. you know, like uh, yeah, yeah. They introduced uh, Sally uh, Bugs, and he didn't he, make it past. Not, he, you know, died in seventy nine. Deglamorizes. Yeah. 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 In this movie, it is deglamorized yeah. this whole lifestyle yeah. by just doing that. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. Scene. Yeah. That's right. So, so, had you met De Niro before? I mean, had you met? No. No. I, oh, I uh, was going to ask you one other thing. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah, 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 for, ahead, for, yeah. I hope you don't mind. Again, no. this is not my typical thing, but I, 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 I haven't had such a direct pipeline like this. It's kind of interesting. Uh, so, so, w- w- at what point did you start doing research, or were you told not to do research? Or no, no, I wasn't. I, I, uh, I started right away trying to figure, figure out what, what I could about was. this guy. You know, I read the book. Oh, of uh, course. You know that it's based I on. I heard you. I heard you paint, paint houses, houses. Um, by by Charles Brandt, and um, so I read that, and uh, there's not a whole lot on Sally Bugs in there, but you know, I, uh, I think there's a couple little tidbits. Um, and then I just you know looked around the internet and for, there's, you know, there's a lot of people writing a lot of things about mob life. both mob life and Hoffa. Oh, yeah, there's right. a lot. There's of a course. there's a glut, and it's really hard to separate the wheat. At least you know, for me, you know, separate the wheat from the chaff. And on some <laughs> right. level, yes, on some level, people don't mean. I'm sure most people listening know that Hoffa disappeared. I mean, there was no never. They never found his his body, so they don't know. Right, it's a mystery as to whether or not where he was buried. And um, right, I mean, there's lots of speculation. There's some stories that are the more popular just, ones yeah, right. uh, buried under the Meadowlands or something or you know in a in a gallon drum <laughs> you know in an oil drum somewhere or, right there's all kinds of and uh or if you went through the chipper or or through the chipper yeah so the chipper and um but so Sally Bugs though there's not a, a whole lot of information on him and he was his his death is uh, you know in the papers mm-hmm. um and uh, you know there you could find newspaper articles, but ultimately there's a limited value to, I think, the public information. What it can actually tell you about how you should approach something. You've got the scene. Mm-hmm. You have to deal with that, and that's not anywhere in the world, right? You of know, course not. There's there's nothing about that anywhere. So mostly it's about um, you know imagination, right? And. Uh, but you do get help from some place. So I had already we'd already started shooting, um, and um, I was contacted through my 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 reps by this guy mm-hmm. uh, who knew who knew Sally Bugs when he was a oh, kid. Really, his his apparently his um, his uh, father was in the same local, mm-hmm. and his mother and Sally Bugs' wife were really close friends. And this guy, you know, I, I met with him. For coffee, and he showed me some pictures that he had of his parents. With I mean, really, this so this kind of a resource is interesting. And honestly, he told me a bunch of stories, and they 
you know, it, it, Sally Bugs was a dark character. I mean, to the point of maybe this, maybe a genuine sociopath. I don't know. I imagine um, most of these guys were. Probably, maybe well, most maybe. of these guys were. Maybe. I don't know, I don't know if what they're the, out there. If killing yeah. becomes um, just a, a work. Yeah. Of, like an official capacity of your work, and you, you just approach it like that. I mean, that's just not. Sure. That's just, and, and, and yet, you know, the, so in any case, this guy, he gave me some details that are things that I could not have found anywhere else. And also looking at, there's something about, he showed me a picture of Sally sitting at a table and something about the way that he was looking at the camera <laughs> was useful. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know. He is a much older guy, uh, well, when this would have happened anyway. Yeah. And um, uh, I, I know I did a couple of, I, I, I just Googled him to, yeah. uh, just to see what he looked like. Yeah. Nothing like you. What you, what you, you know, you're, yeah. you're resembling you, but yeah. it, it matter, could matter. It, it, you know, who cares? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. You, you created a fully realized character in maybe a 15, 20 minutes or how, how long? No, maybe, yeah, it might be on. I don't, maybe I don't a even longer? know if it's that much really? screen no. time, honestly. I don't, I don't know, but yeah. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, it's a great introduction. Like you know, you get the and you get the little card that right. says the name, and then the great thing—I mean, the great thing about that is you get the little glimpse of him in the back car, you know, right, uh, choking out Castellito, and then right. he's gone, and you don't think anything more of him. But then he turns up, as you said, you know, he's putting the the linoleum down, mm-hmm. and you know, the name comes back, and you sort of a, so throw back the, the seed's been planted. And so I think that's part of what helps the you know mm-hmm. that's that helps uh, that helps him sort of be more established as a as a figure in the in the movie, but um, but yeah, those you know very little uh, that that's the stuff that went into the preparation of the character, honestly, and then and then physical stuff, just you know, having to wear those glasses. And basically, what they did, I would wear corrective lenses underneath. So, it? Underneath, that's amazing. You mean contacts? Contacts, or? yeah. Yeah, of course. Because and then you the see through and that? then the lenses, then the glasses on top of that, and that allowed me to see clearly. But it, it, you had no depth perception, right? So, and it was odd to, you know, be in that getup for yeah. an extended period of time. And How think, long did it take to shoot that period of the film, that section of the film? You know, I was on set. Yeah, I don't even know how many days, but over the course of four months. Oh my God! We we shot. I mean, we shot the uh, yeah, exteriors. Shot. The were the first thing I shot were the exteriors to the um, to picking up uh, Hoffa uh-huh. at the at the Red Fox. Right. That was the very first thing I shot. We just shot oh. the exteriors of it. That was my first time on set, and that was in I don't know September or something. Mm-hmm. And we didn't wrap until the end of January. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. And you're paid the whole time. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I won't get into the no, details no. of that, but it's you know, <laughs> let me put it this way: I'm like, I, you know, my my, my fee is a lot more reasonable. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, I know. I, I'm just saying, it's uh, nice that you're in a project and you're getting paid for it. Uh, yeah, and and you know, for a period of time, you're on a Scorsese set. You're a oh, it's so it's okay. unbelievable. So talk about it, Martin, Martin Scorsese, somebody you've. Who's like this iconic figure? Who you know, m- most 
you know, tiny percentage of actors get to work with him. Yeah. That aren't named Leonardo or, or De Niro. I don't know. Uh, He's a very sweet man. Yeah? Yeah. Easy going. Uh-huh. Easy going. On, I mean, every day on set, easy going, happy to be there. All the work is done. It's like, you know, oh, it's all, uh, there's so much preparation. I have to imagine. There's so much preparation, and you feel on set with him. There's no, I mean, you just don't feel any anxiety. And he's often on set, you, you, there's anxiety from all corners. But, and there was just from him, maybe in other places there were, but yeah. from him, when he came on set, mm-hmm. there was no anxiety. He had no anxiety about what was going to happen, whether it would work or not. He trusted, it seemed, he I want, trusted you know, that he I, would see it and know that it was right. I wonder if, 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 if because of the size and the scale of, of this kind of production, the most of the, the challenging, stressful work has kind of been worked out. The money, yeah, the technology, the casting, all these yeah. things. And so maybe the favorite part is just getting on the set and now it's like yeah. letting these pros, who, have not, who so much work went into curating yeah, this cast and yeah. this, you know, that now it's just let them do what they do. It's going to work because yeah. everything is set. It's so much preparation gone in, and now it's a matter of just putting the needle on the groove and allowing it to. Uh, yeah, I think that's a lot to do. I mean, it's he, it's he can enjoy that part of it. You know, certain tasks are obviously delegated. He has enormous amount of trust in the people that he yeah works with. Right, he's got the best, and and uh, that shows. He's not, you know, that. That really shows. At the same time, there's so much improvisation mm-hmm. on the set that you, you know, it's not as though, um, you know, there's you don't feel like a tight-fisted uh, right. miss about it. You don't feel like a mm-hmm. hey, very playful and all. And, and again, but if everything is is really prepared yeah. for everything, then you can allow that because you know it's the structures in only place. Good things can, will come out of that. It can, it can breathe. You can yes, breathe within you it. Can breathe it. You yeah, can breathe you, can breathe, it, right. you can breathe inside it. That's that's really true. <laughs> and actually, this was the first day on set. Okay, so the, Sally Bug's character is introduced as he sits in the back seat, and if you're in the front seat, watch I out. Know. Yes, that's why De Niro has that moment where he says, "I'm sitting in the back. I'm sitting there." Well, and and, and you were like, "That's okay. so that, yeah, yeah." What? That that's why he has that moment. But so that's not how it was written. It was written that Sally's in the back seat. Okay, makes the, sense. Sally's in the back Makes seat, sense, and, and when gives you so much more tension, exactly. In the first reading of the script, you don't know, right? You don't know if Frank's in trouble too, right? Well, the only thing that that made me because uh, I watched yeah. it a second time yeah. recently on t- not not even because I was just you know I'm, I have I'm in a place where I have a big screen now and I got my yeah. new Apple TV so I'm watching, <laughs> okay. and uh, I was watching it again and I loved it again, and there is I think this, this takes place after. Pesci has that. It does, of course, because this is the scene where they decide they're going to, um, mm-hmm. they got to get rid of Papa. So uh, they're at the hall where where Frank Sheehan is being feted, and uh, he gives him the ring. He says, "You're now you're protected. There's no you have you're, So at that moment, he's being told, unless you cross the line, you're you're safe forever. Nobody's can touch you. So I kind of felt he could. They're not going to kill him. Pesci's not going to have him killed. He's got the ring. Anyway. That was my own. Yeah. But well, you're right, though, especially the first time watching that film. You, you, if he was sitting in the front, which would have made complete sense from a directing standpoint because it would add so much yeah. attention. But De Niro gives us – uh, you, you give us a little bit of a, uh, of a look inside this actor, which you don't get too often, 
you know, where he knows what Frank would want to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he would, he may not end up in, in the back seat, mm-hmm. but he's going to try his hardest to get right. into that back seat. Right. Right? And he just so happened that you, you, you said, okay. You could have probably pushed back hard. Well, so listen. But then it would have been an issue. Listen, on the very first day of, you know, just doing the exteriors where we go to pick up Hoffa, the very first time we shot that, we, dr- we drive through. I'm in the back seat. Mm-hmm. Because we haven't, we, we've, and De Niro's in the front seat. Mm-hmm. We're shooting it as was written in the script. Okay? All right. We changed everything. Go ahead. We stop. Uh, uh, Chucky. Chucky, the son. Uh, uh, calls son. over to uh, uh, Hoffa and says, uh, come on, you know, get in the car. And Hoffa comes, sees me in the back seat. We say, get in. I say my little thing. And, you know, the uh, and Sheeran uh, says, it's okay, you know, get in. And we show, we do one take of that. And uh, De Niro says, "I don't think uh, I don't know how I feel about that." It's and it, feel, it seems seems weird that he would that he would get in the car at this moment if I'm not in the back seat there to get him in. And so, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, "Oh, but yeah, but if I'm not in the back seat, it's going to change what's coming." Because I, you know, I don't have all that much to do, but I know that if I'm not in the back seat, there's this other scene coming up where there's the fish in the back seat and it's going right. to change a lot of stuff and I don't want to lose the fish. There's a lot of stuff going through my mind that yes. moment where I think, I don't I don't know, but I obviously this is my first day on set and I'm not about to uh, uh, protest too much. <laughs> anyway, we're, stand, we're standing there and I'm, a, I'm mostly just yeah. listening to this conversation going on and Pacino and De Niro kind of going back and forth. Would I get in? And Pacino's like, I don't know, maybe, maybe that's right. And, um, and Marty... You know, again, just to bring it back to him, he says, "Oh yeah, well, um, yeah, no, that sounds good. Yeah, you can get back to seat. You can get that the back seat, like and um, and um, yeah, we'll try it that way. What? Okay, good. That's a good impression. And, and we, so, so we did it uh-huh. that way, uh-huh. and we did it again, and, and yeah, <laughs> since of course. So, how does that feel better? Is that is that good? And uh, both Daniel and Pacino are like, yeah, yeah, good. That's great. We'll do it that way. And I'm like, oh, I don't know, maybe, yeah, but I. You know, that's okay. Can, yeah, we'll do it that way. Deferred or what is the word? Yeah, you, surprisingly, I just deferred to uh, Pacino and, Daniel, <laughs> and Scorsese. <laughs> but no, but um, so here, but the thing is, then later when we're doing the fish scene, that it, it gave the opportunity. This is the thing that's great about Scorsese too. Is like that this is not planned. It's trust. It's a it's a matter of faith. Later, when we're doing that, it gives the opportunity for a little moment between me and De Niro, which you were just talking about, which is the, no, I'm sitting back there moment. That mm-hmm. wouldn't have been there otherwise. Right. right. There wouldn't have been a need for it. Right. And, uh, or I suppose it could have been there in the same way, but it, but, but it was necessitated by what we had done before, because now he has to sit in the back. He has to win that fight. Right. And it changed the nature of the whole little interaction, but it, I mean, honestly... I can't imagine. In some ways, it's, you know, mm-hmm. I can't imagine it being the other way now. No, because yeah. Pacino leans in. First, he hears <laughs> my, he hears Chucky, and it makes sense. Yeah. He can't, he's not looking in the back seat yeah. to see De Niro, I mean, to see Sheehan. So, because that really kind of threw him, yeah. like, you know, makes complete sense. Yeah. And then, he, of course, he wants to sit in the back with uh, yeah. with uh, his friend. Yeah. Know. Anyway, but that, I mean, I that, that's an example to just how, right. you know. right. So everybody, De Niro was uh, great, or yeah. just any kind of, I don't know, anything worth mentioning, or Pacino. Uh, I mean, they're 
both great. You know, they're as you, I may, you we know, saw they're, them. They're, they're they're very different personalities. They're yes. very, uh, right. they're both very. You know, and everybody really on the set, Jesse Plemons too. Everybody that I had direct work with, really playful actors. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially for you know the, you know the end of the movie, which is where I figure most, all those all the, you know the scenes in the car. There's a lot of improv. Everybody, everybody's game. Those guys are game to play, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's just that's just fun. Mm-hmm. It's fun to I do. I can't imagine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, like, you get that, you know, the 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 scene, the fit. You know, that it's kind of the pacing of it is is a result of how much of that's that that dialogue did you stick to? Uh, you know, the first maybe what was in the script was maybe you know the first few lines of that, and then the rest of it. There was a couple takes, and we did a few that were just kind of become. The, they were just what was written. Yeah, and then and then he let the camera roll, and we just right. kind of kept the conversation going. Yeah. Mostly, I think because he was like, because we want a little bit of time while this, while we're leading up, we want a little bit of time in the car, and, uh, and since the fish thing was what was on the, um, you know, that was that was just the topic of conversation. Just kind of went, kept going with that. Did you have in your mind because every you know you said as a kid you you take maybe your dad or you were t- took you to see Goodfellas and of course that is rampant with right right dial you know yeah. clips uh, or you know yeah. lines that now are people still still use all the time right um, were you were you aware that maybe this could be dialogue that really lives beyond the film and then uh, it's again it could be another. Because it's kind of funny stuff. It's it is funny stuff, and I, on a, yeah, I, I, I don't think I had that thought in my okay. head, but, um, but I did, you know. I, well, also, I didn't know which what was going to get used. That's true. Too. Although we did yes. do one, we, the take the guy used. I remember that we we did a lot. You know, what the what kind of fish? All that stuff that was not planned, and I and I thought. I did, I did think that the you know it would be fun to try and trip up Jesse, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know because yes, and he was really he's so sharp. Yeah, I thought it would just be fun because right. we didn't you know, I don't know. It wasn't, sorry I don't know I I I don't know yeah. I just picked it up you know yeah. a, and um I, I did think that would be fun and uh, but as soon as that take was done mm-hmm. I think everybody we all thought oh that was a good that was a yeah. fun one whether right. or not you can keep all that or who knows. But it was fun to do. And, the, and then Pacino has a memorable moment also, uh, obviously, afterwards, when yeah. you bring it up again, the fish, uh, and he's, you know, he's telling his son, Nicky, don't, don't, yeah, you never don't, put, don't a, put the fish yeah. in it because you can't get the smell out. And, and right? And he goes, then you said, oh, yeah. That, and he know. goes, you yeah. don't know anything about, you don't know. What do you know? Yeah, Have you, you know ever about? caught a fish before? Yeah. <laughs> no. No. I, and he goes, see, you don't know. <laughs> it's just, it's field. But in retrospect, that seems like that might have been him riffing. That so. was that was riffing. Yeah. 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 So you don't know. I think Pacino also, I mean, I just think he was phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, his comic yeah. timing. Yeah. My another Fantastic. one of the another famous thing is is in the courtroom, you know, where he, <laughs> he goes this is my favorite cuz I I like to do him and he, and yeah. he goes if they come at you with a gun, you rush them. Yeah. Because yeah. you rush them yeah. doing this thing. Yeah. He goes and if they come at you with a knife, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get that, a, get a, get a, you yeah. know, run away. Yeah, you know, go. You know, yeah. but if they come at you with a gun again, with a gun, yeah, you rush them. Yeah. I think the, again, that's like this classic dialogue. It's yeah, just, 
just enjoying the humor in it. Uh, yeah. It's, and I have no it's idea. Real. People, because real yeah. people do that. Uh, yeah. Right? We forget. Yeah. Even Louis, I mean, even uh, Jimmy Hoffa might have liked to be bigger than life and he was charismatic yeah. and he want you know, that's how he operated. He yeah. was just used to that. Um, so you really get a sense of this, this portrait of Hoffa that you haven't seen before. Yeah. You know, um, anyway, thanks for sharing. All oh, those yeah, anecdotes. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I'll wish you luck with, uh, hopefully this will be, uh, I, I have, I ha Oh, so here's a question that I was mm -hmm. thinking about earlier. Uh, uh, obviously people coming out of the woodwork that happened from your past, maybe from, uh, who's seen, seen it and then you pop up in it. Oh, they may have seen uh... you. Well, you, you know, obviously they see you early in the film, but, uh, did that as that um, I just imagined. You mean like uh, well, you've been, uh, the majority of your film, work, yeah, if yeah. I could say, because I don't know the theater yeah. stuff, has been independent films. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So yeah, no, the things that, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, so I mean, you know, this is a wide audience. I mean, and then Netflix, you're talking about millions and millions yeah, of people right. now. Well, they're seeing so, this film, one of the most probably viewed films in the world. Yeah, this year. Yeah, meaning 2019. Yeah, I mean, friends. It's I don't a, know. I haven't, <laughs> you know, uh, buddies of mine who don't usually get to see my work because it's an independent right. film festivals or whatever. Uh, yeah, and again, um, distribution, as we said, is yeah, but you right. know, um, yeah. So this is some the some friends have ever. have called and said, uh -huh. "Hey, you know, I saw you. Way to go with that stuff like that." But no, not a lot of, you know, honestly, not a lot of uh, ghosts from the past. Okay. I can't remember uh -huh. who they are or something. Yeah, uh, you know, mostly just. Right. Didn't I lend you money when you? <laughs> yeah. Right. Nope. <laughs> and I remember. <laughs> yeah. No. Very good. And mm -hmm. hopefully, uh, I won't ask because I know it's a sensitive thing. But I hope I would imagine this will gotta uh, create some opportunities. I that, hope so. I mean, you know, you know this, these things all like the the, the the you know the old uh, saw work begets work mm -hmm. and. You know this was it won't hurt me, but you never know. Yes. And in the re, you know that you never know sort of where the where you feel the ripples. And honestly, through the you know twenty odd years mm -hmm. that I've been doing this, you you don't know what the thing sure. is that's going to push you along or where somebody's going to you know. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully it'll it'll you know keep me <laughs> keep me alive. <laughs> and you're. Yeah, keep my keep my going. keep my work going. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sounds like a good yeah. place maybe to wind it down. Sure. Um, you know, the well, next time I we do this, um, if you should, you know, be uh, so lucky. Well, if I should be so lucky too, <laughs> yeah. I I was just gonna say, you know, maybe you'll be in a position where you say, I don't know who this is. <laughs> right, right. Who are you again? <laughs> right, <No. exactly. laughs> yeah, right. I ask myself that every morning. Oh God. Well, we'll do the Gaby too. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a, you know, so you said Gaby, and I thought, oh, yeah, Gaby, Gabby. Did you ever see that Gabby on the Roof in July? Did sure. You oh, yeah. you were in Gabby on the yeah, Roof. Yeah. I forgot about that. And, um, uh, actually did a movie with, uh, I was in a film. I, I, I'm not an actor, but I have dabbled or I've yeah. been plucked uh, where I was in a film with Lawrence Michael Levine myself. Oh, yeah. And then I did a screening because uh, I had a film series I, I was curating in Brooklyn years mm -hmm. years ago, ten years ago, and um, I showed it. He wanted to show it, like I was showing films, and he goes, "Would you mind showing?" He and Sophia were like, "Would you mind showing Gabby?" And yeah. I did, and he we did a Q and A. Larry was there, and a bunch of other guys from the film. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. 
So I yeah. forgot about that, right? That's a fun movie. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, those were around the same time, I yes, think. Yes, they that were. Maybe, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. A year or two of each other. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it, they were going to the film, you know, like Sarasota, yeah, right. Mar- Maryland. And yeah, Maryland. I, I, I was down in I went to Maryland for you that You were part one. of that yeah, one yeah, where everybody yeah. was wearing the robes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, cool. That's a good cool. I think connection. I saw that, uh, I think, was, I think Larry has a new, is it one of them? Larry. Sophia, Sophia has a movie with, in, um, in with, uh, I don't know if it's Sun. Okay. No, it's a it's a I can't remember, Jason Blum, right. Blumhouse. Oh, Blumhouse. Sure. Uh, it's a it's a it's a, a remake of Black Christmas, uh-huh. which I've not seen yet. I, I need to see it. Um, it must have come out around Christmas. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's you know distribution. I don't know how. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Is it in theaters? I don't know. I think it must must be. What well, it, you know, there for the horror. Yeah. Set, what is what, what happens with that? I don't know. I don't there is Shutter it. now. And that is a, definitely a, one of those cases where I think people do get this. Like Shutter is, Shutter a, is streaming... a streaming service oh, okay. for genre film. Spe- mostly horror, but okay. they also, because of the name Shutter, you know, right. DD Shutter. Um, it's prim- it's mostly or horror, but it's yeah. genre, so I'm sure they also have like midnight type of uh-huh. stuff, you know. So that would definitely fall under that. Yeah. So at least with that, you do have that. And yeah. I think if it's a well-made film, it should end up there, if not in yeah, right. In some right. theaters, maybe. Right, you know, right. You know, some sort of uh, Alamo Draft House for a little bit or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, all right. Yeah. So next time uh, we'll we, we'll go down that that memory lane. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and those some of these films are on iTunes. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Gabby's must. Okay, excuse me, Gabby and maybe Gabby. Yeah, I have honestly, Gabby on the roof I, of honestly, July. I have is, no uh, idea what we're talking about. But, uh, and, but uh, Gabby uh, is the Jonathan Lasecki's comedy. Yeah, about, right. Uh, Friends who decide to have a, a two, well, like a, a, a woman who decides to have a child with her um, gay best friend. Yeah, mm. yeah. And you're not that. You're. I'm a, not that. I'm a, a, I'm a type I'm a, of house yeah, painter. Exactly. You're painting houses. <laughs> house painting. I'm painting houses yet again. By the way, I'm waiting to hear back. Last thing I'm gonna I'm gonna share with you, and please keep your fingers crossed. And if you have any, if you can mention this to Marty. I, kind of appreciate it. so there's a new documentary it opened doc nyc which is a uh-huh. big documentary festival in new york city uh the opening night film was uh called um uh band of brothers no it's not called band of brothers <clears throat> that's a spielberg series it's called like we brothers um well i'm fucking it up but it's a, about the band the band, the band, the Robbie band Robertson. Band. Yeah, yeah. Band. Okay. So Robbie Robertson is essentially driving this, and it's uh-huh. like an apology to some people think to Levon Helm, and because huh. they fell out. Okay. I, I don't know if you know much about that. I do not. It doesn't uh, matter. It hardly okay. matters. The point being this: Robbie Robertson. I don't know if you know this, but he does the scores for uh, most of Scorsese's films. I did not know that. <laughs> you didn't know that? No. That I mean, I didn't Robbie know that. I didn't. Know, I didn't know the connection. I didn't. Know oh that. yeah. No. So Robbie Robertson, um, you know, since uh, Scorsese directed The Last Waltz, you know, or at least shot it. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. You know, for which was their last tour before they they broke up. The band, the band, the band. I did not see that movie. Oh, you should see it. Okay, but really Scorsese shot this at this uh, theater, the Fillmore or whatever, and it was their last show. And they invited all these different musicians, famous musicians uh-huh. from over that that inspired their music. And so they there was like a real big show, like okay. Joni Mitchell and you know mm-hmm. uh, uh, Dylan. A lot of great performers were there. Anyhow. Um, 
And since then, Robbie has been working with Scorsese Marty on all these films, doing the music. So there's this new. Uh, so anyway, there's this new documentary about that Robbie Rodson got behind about the the band and the mm-hmm. history and his their 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 brotherhood they had. Even though mm-hmm. it was a difficult relationship too, they also loved each other. And so it's coming out soon. Mm-hmm. And um, I've asked to have Robbie come on my show. Oh. So. I'm just saying, if you could pull a couple of strings and have Jeez. Marty talk to Robbie about it, but um, I'd well, love to get Robbie mean, Robertson on the show. He's like a, you know, I love his. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a direct line. I'll put it that way. <laughs> All right, but uh, don't worry about it. Then I wouldn't want to put you but, in the spot. Though, yeah. That's, thanks for thinking about it. I appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, no, I, I'll let uh, see where the chips fall. Right. You know, I try to. I do my best, and sometimes I get lucky. I get, uh, you know, uh, oh, you great people. On but you. he has. Oh, I do. No, I agree. And and by the way, I wouldn't trade this for Robbie. uh, I would rather do an hour and 15 minutes with you than 20 minutes with Robert Robertson. So I say that from my heart. Um, Robbie Robertson has a new album. Uh, Also, uh, it's not Mm -hmm. so, you know, all these things usually do happen at the same time Mm -hmm. and they go on the promotional tour. And there's a a single called I Hear You Paint Houses. Not I Hear. Heard you paint house, but I hear you paint house, and it's a duet with him and Van Morrison, and it's a really great song. What? Yeah, and it's the, in this new album, which is called Cinematic or something like that. Okay, we'll look S-I-N. that up. S I N. Yeah, so look up that song. There's a video yeah. on YouTube of, of the. It's a. I'll it's a it nice up. song. Yeah, I don't think they use it in the film at all, but um, unless I'm mistaken, maybe it plays at the end. I don't think so. You would yeah. know that. That you'd probably remember. Well, I, I might not because oh. I saw it at the premiere and oh, you, you haven't know, seen it since? I, no, I haven't watched. What? I haven't had, I so, haven't had a minute right, to sit down busy. and watch. But also, you know, it, it came out around the holidays, mm-hmm. and, and I've got family. <laughs> I understand, right? <laughs> but um, but no, and, and also from the you know watching the premiere mm-hmm. is a little bit. It's not. It's not the best watching because you've never seen it and you're scared of what you're going to do and you know. I had no idea what was, you know, at that point I had no idea what was going to be in it, you know, if I, how much I made it. <laughs> right. <laughs> cut, you know. Yeah, no, but there's. So it's, it was a singular perfectly. kind of watch. I need to watch it again in right. more relaxed circumstances. <laughs> I understand. And then I'll listen for uh, for the Robbie Robertson Van Morrison tune. Well, that I don't think is on. I'm, I can't remember if he puts it in at the end, but I do know that you can find it on. Yeah. Surely it's out there and very easy to find yeah. the song. It's. Um, Thank you very much, Lewis, and um, I do hope we can do this again down the line sometime. I hope so, too. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for coming up here. And, yeah, my pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Should I get back to my kid now before? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I won't, I promise not to say anything about uh, what your plans were. Oh, yeah. Well, well I'm going to go back and we'll we'll catch up with the right. <laughs> that that little indie film that's yeah, the, playing, at, yeah, yeah. playing at the Metrograph. Yeah, I hear it's the, doing pretty well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Against the mob And now the curtains 
episode we have the uh director of ovid uh, streams a lot of art house films and foreign films i think it's worth noting while all these other sort of more mainstream services are becoming available how do you see these more difficult films to find uh that that are such hits on the festival circuit but never seem to make their way to a movie theater near you well it's approaching its one-year anniversary check out this coming uh, episode, as well as a conversation with the author of a new book. His name is Sam Wasson. The name of the book is The Big, uh, the Big Goodbye, and it's about the making of the 70s seminal Polanski hit, Chinatown. I mean, it's it's almost silly to de- describe it as seminal because it is such an iconic, it's more iconic than seminal at this stage. Perhaps one of the most beloved and brilliantly made American films of all time. Or modern times, anyway. Not to uh, mention the movie Modern Times. <laughs> so we'll have on Sam. So that should be an interesting episode on that coming up and much more in the coming weeks ahead. Thank you for listening. My name again is Adam Shartoff. The name of the show is Film Wax Radio. Take care of yourselves and the ones you love. Broken lines, broken strings, 